This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baldy, the mock drafts, and a lot of folks have Will Levis going to the Raiders. Do you like the idea of Anthony Richardson going there and sitting behind Garoppolo or Will Levis? Do you think the Raiders go quarterback right now? They have so many holes that, I mean, literally, you know, close your eyes and just throw the dart, you know, and at any position. They need help. They need help on the defensive line. There's great edge rushers. They need help at defensive tackle. They need the Denzel Perriman out the door. He's been their best linebacker. I know they just keep signing different guys. Um, they need corners. Um, so they need help. But, you know, I think Josh McDaniels, you know, he was there in New England when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And he sat. In fact, I remember the year that Tom Brady was suspended, what, 2015? Like he was suspended. Deflate game. And I was right? there. I was there day one when Brady charged onto the field and the place at Gillette stadium was packed. We were there at NFL network, you know, Brady's return. And it was what, what kind of caught my eye that day was they only had two quarterbacks on the roster. They only had Brady and Grappo. And this is the first day of training camp. They didn't have a third arm or fourth arm. They, those guys took every rep. So I say, Sean, you know, it was, and it was prudent of, because they never dra- literally drafted a quarterback that high. They had drafted quarterbacks before, but never in the second round like Garoppolo was. Like, I can see them taking a quarterback, especially knowing Garoppolo's injury history yeah. and the history that Josh McDaniels has in New England when they drafted Garoppolo. And there was Brady right in his prime coming off the Super Bowl win, all that stuff. So, like, I believe it's certainly in play. Now, to your question, is it Will Levis? Is it Anthony Richardson? If those two are available. Um because I think everybody feels like, boy, if you could really take Anthony Richardson and really Ooh. coach him up, and he really took to it, what do you have with Anthony Richardson? I don't think anybody doesn't believe that the ceiling is much higher with his, with all of his attributes. I agree. So I, I believe that even at seven, they could very much be in play and really set themselves up for the future going forward. The Garoppolo thing in New England, just going back, they didn't tell Brady they were drafting him, right? That's That was the whole fuss back then, right? It was sort of like Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, right? They, they just kind of said, you know, we're going to we, – they, they drafted a quarterback and Brady's on his phone or whatever, and he's going, what the hell, right? Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is if you look at the great quarterbacks, Brady, Rodgers, uh, you know, you, you go um, – you know, down to down to New Orleans, and you look at you know, these teams never really challenge these guys, especially if they've proven that they're you know that they're healthy, you know. And so, um, you mean bringing in competition? 
Yes. Okay. Like they, they never, they never challenge. Like you, you can't really name. I mean, you can, you know, name Jimmy, uh, you know, Tom Brady's backups, but you know, where they come from, who are they? You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers was he ever really challenged? No, except when they drafted Jordan Love, and that just ticked him off. And so they just take that personally. Um, you know, so some of the great ones, Dan Marino. Look at all the backup quarterbacks Dan Marino had going back. I mean, Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback there. You know, Ron Jaworski was a backup quarterback. Like, you know, at the end of his career, he was a back. Like, these guys are rarely challenged with high draft picks. Uh, rarely. And so, um, and when it happens, and when they do draft it, it just, it, it, the reaction is always the same. It pisses them off. Yeah. And, and they usually play better. Yeah. Um, and, and a non established quarterback, you know, and it's sort of like what's going on in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. He's not established, which has a lot of people thinking maybe they should be thinking quarterback. I don't think they're thinking quarterback. I think they're going to ride with Ritter, see where it goes. They signed Heineke, right? And I like Heineke, by the way. I think Heineke got a raw deal in, with the commanders. I thought he was better than Carson Wentz, you know? Way better. Um, well, first of all, the thing about Taylor Heineke is he's just like, I I remember doing his games at Old Dominion. I did an Old Dominion game when he was there. Like, I mean, he, he was really good in the game that I did, but like he's. Like he knows how to interact with his teammates. He knows how to build camaraderie. Yep. The players love him. They love his fight, his fire, his preparation. And he was productive. I mean, uh, Terry McCall, you know, Terry, like the, the Terry doesn't, he didn't get a new contract without Taylor Heineke. Like he really fed him. He got him the ball. Um, it, I believe when they signed Heineke, like, okay, we're ready to go. And if, if Des needs more time to sit and watch, we'll go with Heineke. You yep. know, we're just going to, we're not going to get sunk by a, a big fat contract. And uh, they were in salary cap hell with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And it took them two or three years to get out of there. I just think they want to build the team up around the quarterback. And there's the other philosophy. You know, some is, you know, go get Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, build the team around him. And then some is, let's build the team up. And if the guy's the guy, fine. But if he isn't, whoever we bring in, we're going to have a really good team around that position. Yeah, and, and you're right. I think that's their philosophy heading into this draft. Baldy, I want to talk about some of the O-linemen. I know you've been doing your work. Before we get out of here, just to mention a couple of guys that have either popped or you're like, wow, or you just know they've got it, and these guys will be, you know, day one guys potentially um, as we look at the first round of the draft. Well, it's hard not to look at Tennessee's Darnell Wright um, who's been a three-year starter there, and watch him this year against Will Anderson, the, the number one edge rusher in this draft, and just pitch a shutout. It's hard not to watch him the year before at left tackle and go up against you know Trayvon Walker, who was the number one pick in the draft, and shut him out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard not to watch him against – now, the knock that I hear is, yes, when he gets Will Anderson or Trayvon Walker, you're getting the very best of Darnell, right? But if he gets a, you know, a second-class citizen, a slouch, like he sort of kind of – plays down to the competition, which which might be a little bit true. I, I mean, it's hard for me to gauge that. But he's really six. You know, he's six six. He's three hundred thirty pounds. He moves really well. Nobody thought he was going to run a five flat forty. He does. Like he's just big, powerful. Like he's my number one guy. But you know, Broderick Jones at Georgia. You know, like these last two years, Monsters. he reminds me of Andrew Thomas, but more polished already. Yeah. Andrew Thomas. It took him a year, but he's a he's an elite player now with the Giants. But his set, his movement, like it's it's really really good, and you know he's he's just growing into his body. He's six six. He's 
not 330, but he's 305, and he's really a dancing man. Like those two guys. And then if you just want just, you know, a, a big old Pacific flying manta that just blocks everything out, you know, go get DeWan Jones at Ohio State to play right tackle. He's 6'8 and change. He's 375 pounds, and he's nasty with the longest arms that we've ever seen at the combine. And it's just hard. You talk to guys that go up against him, and Paris Johnson is there on the other side. He's a good player, good athlete. But they'll tell you that Dewan Jones was almost unbeatable. If you want a right tackle, you know, the Falcons just re-signed Caleb McGarry and whatnot, but, like, somebody's going to fall in love with Dewan Jones. Go, put him at right tackle, just let him there for 10 years. Don't move him. Just let him stay there. Like, he'll, he'll anchor that right side for you for a long time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you, the arm length thing, being an offensive lineman, and you know all that's changed, right, Baldy? I mean, from, from when you were in the league and even 10 or 15 years ago, how much emphasis, and you see my arms are, is being put on, I can, I can just do this, and I've got a guy three feet away from me, right? I mean, Everybody talks about this, like Skaransky, right? The kid out of out of Northwestern, and I keep hearing, "Well, he's got short arms." I'm like, "I don't give a damn. This kid can block. He yeah. he makes plays." Does that really matter? It does. It does matter. It, it does. Um, but you know, Rashawn Slater didn't have the longest arms. He went from Northwestern to the Chargers. First pick, first offense lineman off the board that year. I think he was number seven. Like, no, he got hurt last year, but his rookie year, he was just elite. Like nobody beat him. Um, he, he came in, his strength, his power, his movement. Um, now, he moves better than Skaronsky, and he's, his arms are a little bit longer. But at the same time, Quentin Nelson was the left tackle, and Zach Martin was the left tackle, and Brandon Sheriff was the left tackle. And all those guys moved to guard, and they're all, all pro guards. So I think if you – like if say if the Bears, you know, sitting there at number nine, and Skaronsky's on the board, like Skaronsky in Chicago just sounds right. It just sounds Chicago, yeah, you know. Now, do you play him at left tackle? Like, because I, I, I think he can start, period. But I might be a little bit more in love with another guy like Brandon Jones or, you know, Darnell Wright. If I'm if I'm really looking for a tackle, I might go with the bigger, longer guy, um, you know, because of the measurables at that position. It's going to be interesting, man. It really is uh, with these these offensive linemen. And this is a good draft, by the way. Baldy keeps saying this. O-lineman, right? It's a good draft for o Well, I just talked about tackles. But, I mean, you know, you could look at, uh, you know, Joe Lippman, uh, center from Wisconsin, or Ricky Stromberg, a center out of Arkansas, or Steve Avila, you know, at, at TCU, who's played guard. He's played center. He played tackle last year. Like, this guy is probably can be an elite interior guy. If you want a center in this draft, like, there's a lot of good centers in this draft. Um, like, like the Giants just lost John Feliciano to the 49ers. He was yep. a center last year. Um, you know, they lost Nick Gates, who played center for the Giants. I mean, the Giants are probably going to go draft a center, and they're going to ask him to come in and start and, and, you know, snap to Danny Dollars and block for, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley day yeah. one. And I think there's a number of guys 
that can step in and play right now. Baldy, before we leave, we got to mention this free agent tight end, Foster uh, Monroe, announced Wednesday, guys, that he has Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, He's going to be stepping away from football. I think he signed with the Saints. Saints medical staff found this out in a medical, um, you know, um, as they were doing the medicals on him. Routine routine physical, Carl. Routine physical. I guess the message here is this is why they do these things, right, first and foremost, just to make sure everybody is healthy. But when you're not, you immediately find out, and, and now you can go get the help, hopefully, that he is going to get. And and, and, and we wish him nothing but the best, Foster, to, to recover and, and get back to hopefully playing football. But yeah, it's, well, a bless, it's a blessing, man, to know that, you know what, you go in, right, and they're just going to do a fit, and, and this happens. It's bad news, but it's good that, that it was found. You know what I mean? No, and, and it's really a, a, the bigger message is for all of us to get physical. I remember when Jim Jimmy Johnson, the coach, um, he was going, he was, he was trying out for a survivor. Like he lost all this weight going in, you know, he had to get physical, uh, to qualify for survivor. And in the physical, we found that eight, he had 80% blockage in his arteries. And he probably wasn't going to, wouldn't be with us today. If he didn't get that physical, find that out, get the necessary help. But I was just, I just looked up. There's been a number of guys in the NFL that have come down with this, like, you know, James Conner had this when he was at University of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, David Quisenberry, the offensive tackle, is up in Buffalo now. He had it. He overcame it, came back. Eric Berry, um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, came out of Tennessee, a safety. Andre Howell. There's been a number of guys that have come down with this, had this diagnosis, and come back, conquered it, just the way Foster Bro said, I'm going to beat its ass, and come back and play. So that's that's the hope right now for Foster because – He's a, he's a really good player, and he's a young he guy. And I just think for everybody out there, I mean, young, healthy guys, uh, it looks promising that you can overcome this. Great stuff, Baldy. As always, guys, subscribe. New episodes again. We will be dropping episodes, so you got to subscribe to know. You might miss something that we're on or that we're talking about, and you never know who's going to stop by the podcast. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, but subscribe, like us, make sure that you're checking us out. Wherever you get your podcast, guys, it doesn't matter what platform, we are going to be there. Baldy, um, we'll see what Bryce Young does today. We'll be talking about it as we move forward. And, you know, again, the big thing with him, guys, is the frame, right? He's 5'10". Everybody's talking about this. Baldy said it. He can make all the throws. And I don't think that's going to be something that keeps him from being the first or second overall pick in this draft. I just don't. I don't either. Great stuff, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Yep. Everybody else, take care. Have a great day.